0: A Queer Hiding Place by Mrs. Mary Louisa Molesworth This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Chad Horner, located in Ballyclare, County Antrim, Northern Ireland. Don't forget to give Teresa the pound from Mama, said Mabel, as she kissed her cousin Eleanor one afternoon when saying goodbye. I must be quick. It's getting quite dark and I was to be home early. Come along, Fred. You're sure you've got the pound, are you, Nellie? asked Fred mischievously. Mama told Mabel about it ever so many times. She's so famous at remembering things herself. I like hearing her tell you not to forget. Eleanor put her hand into her pocket. I think I've got it, she said. I remember it was wrapped in a piece of blue paper, wasn't it? You gave it to me just before we sat down to play our jet, and I was to say it was for aunt's subscription. Two, two, oh dear, I've forgotten. And she stood there in the hall, where she had come down to see the last of her visitors looking the picture of perplexity. Oh, you silly girl, said Mabel impatiently. It is Mama's subscription to Teresa's Christmas dinner's card. There now, don't you remember? You are so dreadfully absent, Eleanor. "'I remember now, oh yes, of course, I won't forget again,' said the girl. "'Little girl, one could scarcely call her. "'For though she was only thirteen, she was as tall as her elder sister of eighteen. "'Good night again, Mabel. "'I must be quick, for I have to write to Charlie before dinner. "'You know I dine late, just now during the holidays,' she said proudly. "'But the pound, the pound itself, have you got it?' repeated Fred. "'Again went Eleanor's hand to her pocket.' Oh dear, I forgot I was feeling for the pound, she exclaimed. Yes, here it is. I'll give it to Teresa, quite rightly. You'll see. Eleanor hurried away to write her letter to Charlie, for tomorrow would be Indian meal day, and she had put it off too late the week before. Now I must give the pound to Teresa at once, she said, again depositing it in her pocket when she changed her dress for dinner. Something or other put it out of her head in the drawing-room. Poor Eleanor's head was not a very secure place to keep anything in for long. It was not till she and her mother and Teresa and her seventeen-years-old brother Mark were at table and halfway through dinner that the unlucky coin again returned into her memory. No thanks to her memory that it did so. It was only when she pulled out her handkerchief that the little paper packet came out with it and fell onto the floor. "'Oh,' said Eleanor, as she stopped to pick it up, "'what a good thing I've remembered it. "'Here, Teresa, here's a pound for you from Auntie. "'For your, for the, oh, what, what, what is it? "'Your subscription for Christmas cards. "'No, I mean your subscription card for Christmas dinners. "'Yes, that's what it's for. "'All right,' said Teresa quietly. "'I understand, but I wish you had given it me upstairs, Nellie. "'I haven't got a pocket in this thin skirt.' never mind and she unwrapped it as she spoke and placed it on the table beside her there now she said i can't forget it it is too conspicuous on the white cloth the sisters were sitting next each other that is to say teresa was at one end with mark opposite and their mother and eleanor were at the sides the table was small though large enough for a party of four not long was the gold coin allowed to rest peacefully where Teresa had placed it. Eleanor's fingers soon picked it up. First, she examined it curiously by the light of the candle beside her. Then, when she had satisfied herself as to its date and some other particulars, she took to spinning it on the table. This was not very successful. To spin a coin well requires a hard surface for it to twirl on. Eleanor tried once or twice, then ended by spinning the sovereign onto the floor. Down she ducked, to pick it up again, thereby attracting her mother's notice. Nellie, my dear, what are you stooping down so awkwardly for? she said. Oh, said Teresa, it is all that pound. Do leave it alone, child, or it will be getting lost altogether. And she took it out of her sister's hand and put it under her wine glass. There, she said, don't touch it again. And for a course or two, the pound was safe. But Teresa forgot that wine glasses are not a fixture. After a while the table was cleared of them, and the crumbs brushed away for dessert. The shining sovereign was again exposed to full view. Mother Teresa and Mark were talking busily about something interesting. Eleanor's ears were half listening, but her restless fingers were unoccupied. They seized on the coin again, and a new series of experiments with it was the result, even though she herself was but vaguely conscious what she was about. At last... Just as she found a new trick, which ambushed the babyish side of her brain greatly, came a remark which thoroughly caught her attention. The day after tomorrow, Nellie, don't forget, said Teresa. I'm going to have the leonards at afternoon tea. And the talk ran upon the leonards, till they rose to go upstairs to the drawing-room. Then came the exclamation from Teresa. My pound, Nellie, have you touched it? I put it under my wine-glass, but of course I forgot the wine glasses were changed henry to the footman didn't you see it when you moved the glasses it was there henry grew red and stared yes ma'am it was there i saw it i left it on the cloth Eleanor stared too though she did not grow red yes she said it was there i took it up again but i'm sure i did nothing with it nevertheless a diving process into her pocket ensued in vain then she got up and shook herself then everybody began creeping and crawling about on the floor in vain. Then Mark got down a candle under the table thereby, as it was in a high silver candlestick nearly setting everything on fire. Then, then, I need not describe the well-known and most disagreeable experience of hunting for a lost object, which, of course, ere it comes to light, we seek in every corner but the right. On the whole, per, Henry had the worst of it. He was told to examine my tray and to overhaul my pantry from top to bottom, which he did with no result. I think he would gladly have gone down the drainpipe leading from my sink if he could have got into it. It is an uncomfortable affair, said Nellie's mother gravely. You see, the young man has so newly come. "'But, mother, I am sure I saw it after the dessert was on the table "'and the servants out of the room,' said Eleanor eagerly. "'Then, my dear, where is it?' "'You can fancy what an unsettled, spoilt evening it was. "'The ladies went upstairs at last, but Mark would not give in. "'He stayed in the dining-room by himself, searching like a detective. "'Suddenly there came a shout of triumph. "'I have found it,' he called upstairs. "'It is all right, Nellie.' "'So it was. And where do you think it was?' "'I will help you to guess by telling you one circumstance. "'There had been nuts at dessert. "'Well, what of that? "'The salt cellars had been left on the table, "'and buried in one of them, shining yellow and bright, "'in the white powder lay the coin. "'Was it not clever of Mark to have thought of it?' "'Oh, yes,' said Eleanor, looking uncommonly ashamed of herself. "'I remember I pressed it down onto the salt, "'and then I covered it up. "'It looks so comfortable. "'Oh, I am so sorry.' See what comes of letting your fingers get into the way of tricks and letting your wits go woolgathering. gathering But poor Henry's character was saved. End of A Queer Hiding Place by Mrs. Mary Louisa Molesworth